Hello, everyone, and welcome back to True Time. This week's case is truly one of the most unbelievable stories I have ever researched. This is the infamous murders at Horseshoe Lake. Hi, everyone. Hello, everyone. My name is Avery. And my name is Dylan. And welcome to True Time. Welcome, everyone. We're super excited to have all of you here listening today. We are. And there's a lot of you now. Yeah, a lot more. (laughs) I feel like we say this every week. We're like, wow, there's even more. But this week, there's even more. Yeah, I I had to go back through a couple of the podcasts to find some specific info. And (laughs) like at least six out of ten I looked at were... We can't believe how many downloads we got this week. (laughs) Like, it just keeps growing. We just want you guys to know how appreciative and excited we get when you take the time out of your days to listen to us, talk to you, and it really does mean a lot to us. It does. I mean, we're still a somewhat smaller podcast, so we have a lot of potential to grow, but it's just surprising every time that we see the numbers that pop up, so... And I think it's exciting that you guys have been with us for so long, like from such a beginning point. So it's exciting to be able to share that information with you guys, because I want you to know that you are changing our lives just by spending time with us. (laughs) Yeah, there's like a data point for user retention. It's really high. So a lot of the a lot of people have been listening from the start are still listening. So. We really appreciate the people who have been around for a long time and hope you stay around forever. Yeah, and thank you so much for sharing. If you've shared it or just even talking about it, it really makes my day. And if you guys want, feel free to message us or comment on any post and let us know how you found us or how long you've been listening, what your favorite episode has been. It'd be really cool to just kind of see how long you guys have been listening and where you guys mm-hmm. are coming from. Yeah. Should we move into our uh, life update? Yeah. Pretty exciting stuff. We just got back from Amsterdam. Yeah. Both or no, you've been there before. Yeah, when I was super little. Yeah, but my first time. The city is really big. It's intense. Yeah, it's a big city. Beautiful. We did a lot of walking. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. We I definitely think, saw all of Amsterdam on foot. <laughs> yeah. I think we walked prob- at least 15 miles. Mm. Like? 12 to 15. A both day? Days, both days. No. Oh, yeah. Maybe a little bit more. Yeah. But it was it was a good time. It was really fun to just kind of go into a trip that was a little more laid back like we didn't have too many things scheduled or planned out Mm -hmm. so we kind of just went into it letting the day take us where it wanted to yeah yeah we just we got there and we just started walking around and eating delicious food and finding things to do yeah there's so many awesome things to do in amsterdam i would say so much we probably could have used an extra day or two to get more done Mm -hmm. (laughs) but 
What was your favorite part? Hmm. There. Hmm. <laughs> uh, I'd say just touring like the canals. Oh like, yeah. We were on like this little canal cruise thing. Um, just being able to see that much of the city. So they take you throughout the canals for like an hour, and it was beautiful. Just seeing as much of the city as possible, and actually being in the canal. It was pretty cool. Yeah, and it was super easy. Pretty much where any canal, like, hotspot area is, kind of, we started at the Anne Frank house. There was a bunch of just canal boats on the side with tour guides. Mm -hmm. It's just standing on the side of their boats, and you just walk up, pay them, and get on the cruise, and they take you around for an hour. So it was super easy to do and find. Yeah, after we had done the canal cruise, I mean, after we had done the Anne Frank house, we were just like, we should go on a canal cruise. We just walked down the street, and they're like, canal cruise so we just hopped on like that was pretty much how our whole trip was like we should do this and then we just walk and it worked out (laughs) yeah i would say there's certain things you'd probably want to plan out a little bit better we weren't able to go inside to the anne frank house but Mm -hmm. we wanted to see it because it's such a huge piece of history and especially for i'd say our childhood like the diary of anne frank was a huge book so it was really cool to just see it in person and feel like the magnitude of it, but there's also some really other beautiful things around there. Yeah, yeah, there's. My favorite part was the Heineken tour for sure. That was I a thought lot of that fun. was so cool. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> that was that was a strong like second. Like I thought, yeah, I thought I was gonna say that first. It was really fun. It wasn't just like a stuffy museum, which I don't think Amsterdam really has any bad museums. They're museums I know they're famous for, mm-hmm. but the tour. Because Heineken is actually from Amsterdam. So the tour is in the first ever Heineken brewery. And mm. it takes you through it's this huge. process. All the like shows they do. There's a ride. It was yeah. really cool. It was. It, it felt was. like a party the whole time. So yeah, that was it, really fun. It was. That was a party. And then they have like <laughs> a little bar at the end. You get two free beers. Yeah. And we're just chilling in like this club. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I literally felt like we were out at a bar but we were just yeah they on did the well with tour. It. Yeah. oh yeah it was awesome i would say for like a brewery tour to make it like kind of that vibe it was really cool i've yeah. never seen the anything brewery like that isn't there anymore so people who i don't know think that yeah you'll actually see the brewery it's the old one so it's just made into like a museum sort of thing mm-hmm. so there's no active like brewing yes on, yeah so. but still awesome still super fun and We had a really good time. We did. And we're going to have another one soon. Yes. Dylan and I somewhat spontaneously booked the trip of a lifetime. Yeah. (laughs) We are super excited. But that's enough about our travels for now. I guess you'll have to come back and hear about it next week. (laughs) We'll talk more about that one next week. Yeah. But but we're super excited. So please come back and listen because you're going to want to hear it. Yeah. Um, If you guys remember, we, uh, we talked about affiliates that we're working with now so BarkBox and amazon we have affiliate links down below so if you're interested in checking those out you can just use our link uh and anything that you buy using those links it supports our podcast and we greatly appreciate it at the end avery will talk about the specific thing she's linking for amazon today because it's uh something she specifically chose and so yeah i thought it would be a good share. I want to keep you guys updated on some good stuff. But yeah, so please feel free to check out our links if you have the time and it means the world to us. Yeah. Should we get into the story? Let's do it. All right. Okay.
So, this week's case begins in September of 1996 in Horseshoe Lake, Arkansas. The Snowden family was an extremely prominent and wealthy family in the area and had been for generations. According to the Cinemaholic.com and People.com, the family owned over 1,000 acres of land with multiple properties around the area, one of them being the beautiful Snowden house that was built in 1919. The Snowden house is famous because it was considered the most luxurious and beautiful home on the lake. It was filled with elegant details and contained heirlooms like a marble fireplace and a crystal chandelier. It is also well known for being in the movie The Client, which is a murder mystery, according to CommercialAppeal.com. That's cool. I've never seen that movie, but it sounds interesting. Yeah. To better understand why the Snowdens were well known for so long, we'll need to take a look back in history a bit. So, Robert Bogardus Snowden was originally from Memphis, Tennessee, and during the Civil War, he served as a colonel. When the war ended, he went back to Tennessee and ended up becoming an extremely wealthy businessman who owned a significant amount of land. He eventually married Anne Brinkley, who came from a prominent family herself since her father created a railroad that went from Memphis to Little Rock, and one of the towns it passes through in Arkansas is even named Brinkley, according to AYMAG.com. The couple went on to live in extravagant homes and ended up having five children. One of their sons, named Robert Bogardus Snowden II, was the one who went on to build what we know as the Snowden House with his wife when he returned after serving in World War I. They had three children, and it was in 1982 that one of their daughters, named Sally McKay, decided to move back to Horseshoe Lake and take over the family business when her father passed away. So just for some reference, Memphis, Tennessee, and Horseshoe Lake, Arkansas are like 35 miles apart, I think I read. They're super close. Like it's okay. They're on the border. So that's why these families are like from these two areas. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. So Sally was divorced and her three children were grown. So she decided that managing the business and the 30 cabins on the lake would be a good change for herself after working as a certified public accountant, according to AYMAG.com. She also even ran an antique shop. Sally lived in a home that wasn't too far from the Snowden house, which at the time was rented out to a couple who ran it as a bed and breakfast. Another important family member in this case is Joseph Lee Baker, who was Sally's nephew. Lee was an English teacher at the local high school, but he was actually well known for being an extremely talented blues and rock musician. He had a pretty influential role on the music scene in Memphis in the early 1970s, and he played in a couple of local bands, according to the Cinemaholic.com. In August of 1996, Joseph Lee Baker and his family experienced an extremely difficult time. Their family home had been caught on fire, and the police believed it to be because of a burglary. At the time, the band Lee was currently in was releasing records, and so he kept quite a bit of money at his home to produce them. Dang. With Horseshoe Lake being a pretty small community, this information was most likely known or assumed, and that is why the Baker's home was targeted, along with a few others in the area. Lee also lost an extensive collection of music memorabilia, some of them being guitars who were owned by popular musicians at the time, according to AYMAG.com. 
The one positive outlook on the situation was that the baker's aunt Sally still owned and managed all of those cabins on the lake, so they actually ended up moving into one temporarily that was located close to Sally's home. On the morning of September 10th, 1996, Lee went over to Sally's home to discuss some small business matters since he also helped out with the family business. However, that day the entire family's lives would be changed forever. Police and firefighters were called to respond to a fire. It was Sally's home. Once the fire was put out, first responders found 75-year-old Sally and 53-year-old Lee's bodies near each other inside, according to the cinemaholic.com. The most upsetting was that they had not only been burned, but both of them had been shot prior, sometime around 10.30 or 11 a.m. So this was the second home that they were living in that got... So it was... So Lee Baker and his family's home caught on fire. They moved into one of Sally's cabins, and then now it's Sally's home. I see. And that was actually their cause of death, according to awmag.com. The shot. Mm Mm-hmm. Upon further investigation, the police would find that just like with the Baker's family home, this also looked like it was the result of another robbery. Sally's red Toyota Camry was found by a neighbor, and it was about a mile from the home, and it had been crashed and flipped over. Oh, gosh. With the community being terrified by such a horrific crime, police went to work to identify the suspect responsible. However, it only ended taking about two months for the police to identify who they believed committed the crime. Hmm. On November 5th, a 16-year-old boy named Travis Lewis was arrested. Travis? Oh, sorry. No, you're good. (laughs) I was just about to say, I feel like back then it would have taken forever to find someone who was just robbing houses. Yeah. Luckily, it was a really small community. Yeah, that's true. Mm Mm-hmm. Travis and his family were pretty well known in the area, especially by the Baker and McKay families. The Lewis family lived in one of Sally's rental properties on the lake, and Travis's mother actually worked for her as a housekeeper at the Snowden house, according to AYMAG.com. Travis was also one of Lee Baker's students at Hughes High School, and he was even friends with his sons, according to TheCinemaholic.com. The heck? When Travis was questioned by the police, he immediately denied having any involvement, but the police had discovered he had actually been suspended from school on the day of the murders and fire. Hmm. Eventually, he confessed to breaking into Sally's home that day, but he claimed it was the friend that he was with who shot her and Lee and started the fire. However, police were never able to find any solid evidence that the friend he mentioned had any involvement. The only physical evidence they did have was from inside Sally's car that was wrecked. Inside the car, his fingerprints were found, and his DNA was a match to the strands of hair also found inside. Mm. The one thing I do find interesting is that I guess his fingerprints were actually found on the passenger side. Mm. That's weird. Just kind of a weird piece, but no other DNA, so I don't know. That's strange. Mm Mm-hmm. Travis was charged with capital murder. However, the families felt that with Travis being so young, the possibility of him receiving the death penalty was unnecessary. Travis was offered a plea deal and he took it. 
So ultimately, he agreed to two counts of first-degree murder, and according to AYMag.com, he was sentenced to 28 and a half years for the murders and five years for burglary and theft, but those sentences would be served at the same time. Hmm. Once he served about 70% of his sentence, he would be eligible for parole, according to the cinemaholic.com. I'm surprised it was only that long. I think it had to do with his age. I guess that's true. But they were talking about capital murder. I know. And then they go to like 28 years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. I'm not sure. It it was basically ultimately him pleading guilty that got him such a lesser sentence. Mm -hmm. Although he still claimed he was not the one who did it. Mm -hmm. But he just pleaded guilty. After Travis went to prison, the McKay family was hopeful that he would be able to turn around his life for the better. And one of Sally's daughters, named Martha in particular, sought out to ensure that would happen. Martha was described as, quote, big-hearted, gregarious, and always up for an adventure, end quote, according to People.com. Martha's friends and family admired her energy and loved to be around her. Martha ended up getting to know Travis well during his time in prison by writing him letters and visiting him. That's weird. (laughs) Isn't that sort of weird? Well, according to People.com, Martha was a Buddhist, and she believed strongly in forgiveness, which was what led her to reach out in the first place. Mm. She also genuinely believed him when he stated that he was with someone else who actually committed the murders. But you're still robbing people and bringing someone along with that possibility. Yeah, but this woman's personality and her beliefs... She wanted to see the good in him and forgive him and help him and lead him to a better life. Yeah, which I see that, but it's still sort of strange to me that your family was the one that was hurt by this. Mm -hmm. Well, the rest of the McKay family did not feel the same way, however, and always would try to advise Martha to just stay away from him and to be careful. Mm -hmm. Martha always advocated for Travis, especially when he would come up for parole which he was eventually released on parole in 2018. During this time, Martha, at age 63, was actually now the one running the Snowden house and the other properties on the lake and had been since 2004, according to People.com. She renovated the Snowden house into a fancy bed and breakfast as well. She had become known as the Lady of the Lake and she truly loved Horseshoe Lake. In an interview while reflecting on her childhood, she said, quote, I felt like I was royalty with the big house and servants. Everything was fresh from the garden, fresh eggs and all, and we even had a peach orchard. We got to swim every day, and it was just ideal, end quote. That sounds like a fantastic childhood. I know. It sounds beautiful. Gosh. (laughs) It literally sounds like a movie. It does. It doesn't sound real. No. I couldn't imagine growing up like that. Gosh. It's really cool. So the Snowden house had become an extremely famous wedding venue in the area, and Martha loved renting out the home for other various events. Mm. With running the family business, Martha actually ended up hiring Travis Lewis to work for her since he had returned to the area. His mother still worked as a housekeeper at the Snowden house at the time as well. Everything was okay for a little while until Travis's mother, Gladys, confided in Martha, saying, quote, just stay away from Travis because he's going back to his old ways, end quote, according to People.com. This quickly proved to be true. One day, 
Martha had arranged for the crystal chandelier to be sold and she received $10,000 cash for it. Travis just so happened to be in the Snowden house at the time and saw Martha had stashed the money. Shortly after, it disappeared. Martha then ultimately fired him because of it. Hmm. Sadly, this wasn't the end of the horrible things that would happen to this family. The morning of March 25, 2020, the police responded to security alarms going off at the Snowden house. When they arrived, they noticed that the back door was open and they started to make their way in. That's when they noticed the suspect jump from a top floor window and attempt to flee the scene by taking off in his car. However, his car ended up getting stuck in the yard, so he ran on foot into the lake, but he never came up again. Oh, dang. He drowned in there? Mm-hmm. Yep. Does he not know how to swim? Or was it cold? Or I don't know. I don't know if it was a choice. Hmm. I you can't really drown yourself. I feel like I've read that. I don't think it's impossible. Yeah, probably I don't not know. impossible. But Maybe he just tried to hide, and I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. It's also impressive they jumped from the top story. Yeah, without breaking any yeah. ankles. Oh, my I gosh. I thought that's what you were going to say. Like No. Snap, snap. I mean, maybe, but I don't know. Maybe that's why he couldn't swim. Could be. While clearing the house, police heartbreakingly found Martha's body, bloody and stabbed to death, wrapped in blankets, laying at the top of the stairs. What a terrible person. I know. The one person Mm -hmm. that, like, tried to care for you and help you. Yeah. Next to her was a kitchen knife and a bag of her valuable personal possessions, according to People.com. A few hours later, police and a search and rescue team used sonar equipment to locate the suspect's body. It was discovered that Martha's murderer was Travis Lewis, now 39 years old, the exact same man who had murdered her mother 23 years before. God, that's so messed up. Identical to her mother as well, her death was a result from an attempted burglary. According to People.com, police stated, quote, It was determined that he intended to steal these items. However, it was not determined whether his intentions were to burglarize McKay's home and she was killed in the process, or if his intention was to murder McKay, then opted to steal the items. End I quote. feel like he wanted to murder her. Yeah, I don't know. It's so, it's so heartbreaking. The autopsy report done on Travis's body found that he had cocaine, methamphetamine, and marijuana in his system, according to People.com. Yeah, definitely not in a right state of mind. Gosh. Ultimately, the family was once again left in shock and disbelief that this could happen to their loved ones twice at the hands of the same man. Yeah. Martha's cousin named Joe Baker, who was the son of Lee Baker, said, quote, It's kind of like a bad dream or deja vu. Like, really, back to this again, end quote, according to mamamia.com.au. And one of Martha's sisters said, quote, Martha didn't deserve to be killed. She didn't deserve anything that happened to her, end quote. That's so sad. It's heartbreaking. How does the same man murder this, like, two, I mean, three people of the family, but... A mother and a daughter, 23 years apart. That's just so terrifying to me. Yeah. Like, I've never heard of anything like that before. No. And especially, like you said, after she took him in and 
advocated for him and supported him and wanted him to be like the best version of himself. And yeah, that's, uh, I mean, those people who believe that they can change people and help them and stuff like good for them, like trying to help people. But it seems like a lot of the time those people do not care and they just turn around and are like, like screw you. Yeah. Yeah, there was no, no, like, realization of what she was doing for him. Yeah, he he didn't care. No. And he already had stolen 10 grand from her. Yeah, as if that wasn't enough. Yeah. That's what makes me think he was going back with, like, a vengeance and not just trying to steal more. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's just He's also opinion. on a lot of drugs. Yeah, again, I, <laughs> that type of concoction of stuff, yeah, you're... You're gonna be pretty messed up. Yeah, that was that was a weird <laughs> a weird mix. Yeah. But. And so I don't know if that had anything to do with his drowning. Like there's not much Oh yeah. They never sure. said anything was ruled as like he did it on purpose. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's just I just can't believe it. Like when I read that, I was just shocked. Yeah. The I've same never heard anything person. Like yeah, that. never. I mean, I'm sure I'm not saying it's never happened before, yeah. but that was the first time I'd read about it and just trying to research it, especially since this family was so well known mm-hmm. and they were obviously a really good family who provided for the, their community. Like yeah. his mother still worked for the family all that time while yeah. he was in prison. Like they never punished her for something, you know, it wasn't her fault, but like mm-hmm. you, that family cared about the Lewis family and wanted them to be better and provide, you know, opportunities for them. And I just feel like that makes me so sad. Yeah. Especially since Martha had so many friends and family speak highly of her. Yeah. I mean, she sounded like a great person. Mm -hmm. Maybe too great. Like too nice. That is, I feel like that's kind of something sad, like a sad reality is it does tend to be like the people who care the most and love the most often are the ones who get hurt by people they try to help because mm-hmm. people just take advantage. And Yeah, I mean, they try to help those who don't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just sad, but also just extremely unbelievable. Like, I, who knew that could be possible? Yeah. But yeah, so... That is this week's case. Let us know what you think. Have you ever heard of, you know, family members having this happen to them? I don't know. I think it's crazy. Just, I'm still shocked. Like, when I read that story, I was just so confused. Yeah. I mean, I feel like most people are going to be surprised by that. Yeah. So, let us know what you guys think. And, yeah. All right. Well... I guess we should head into the question of the day. Sounds good. Alrighty. So the question of the day slash week is what is your favorite book or book series? Yeah. I know we've talked about books before, but I feel like it's a good time to talk about them again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you want to go first? Yeah. So I would say, honestly, my favorite book is actually something that I've read pretty recently. And so it definitely is saying something that has taken my favorites position. Yeah. (laughs) But I would say it is Where the Crawdads Sing. 
Mm-hmm. That book was powerful. It took me like a year to read <laughs> because I would start reading it and then I'd stop and pick it up again and then stop. But it was insane. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you read like books in between there too. I did read a yeah. book in between it. Yeah. yeah. Just because at first I just wasn't sure. I liked it, but I I didn't know where it was going to go. I had had an idea, but I managed to avoid all spoilers. So I just wasn't sure. And then I just kept forgetting about it because I read it on Dylan's Kindle. Oh, yeah. That was before I got you mm-hmm. your own Kindle. So whenever he wanted his Kindle, he let me borrow it a lot. But if he was reading something on it or I didn't have access to it sometimes. So I would just I read something else in between. Yeah. But that book, oh my gosh, like it is beautiful. Like I think that's going to be like a classic from like our time, Mm -hmm. if that's how you want to phrase that. But it is so good. Honestly, if you like true crime, it has a true crime story in there. Yeah, I do remember you telling me about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. Like so there's two timelines going on like it starts in the past and like leads up to the present and then every other couple chapters is the present timeline and um it's very interesting it's like focuses on this girl who she's called like the marsh girl like she's you know kind of like an outcast from society and so is her family and it just follows her growing up and then at the same time in Louisiana, right? It's in North Carolina. Oh, I thought you said there was like swamp lands. And yeah, it's in North Carolina. Oh, okay. It does have Louisiana vibes. That's where yeah. I thought it was before I read it. And when I first, when I would read it, I'd always forget. It's in North Carolina. Okay. Yeah, so super interesting. And, um, but then the other, like the current time chapters is police solving a murder of like a very popular, like young man in town. Mm-hmm. and how it all plays out and the plot twist oh so good <laughs> yeah <laughs> so that is the book that you're linking for the amazon yeah book. so that i can link that one but i have also read another one really recently that oh, okay you guys all need to read <laughs> so do you want to share your book first and then i'll talk about that other one no you can just go for it unless you want me to yeah you go ahead okay uh this is old but it's still books that I look back on with a passion. <laughs> it was the Aragon series. Mm. And I like fantasy books. So if you don't, then you won't. <laughs> like, like if you don't like magic and dragons and all that stuff. But just the amount of detail per book, like I loved. So I like longer books because I appreciate all the detail and going deep into characters and stuff like that. So there's six books, and I think each book is like 700 to 800 page or 600 to 800 page range. So it's not like crazy long, but like all those books and each book has so much detail, like just one fight would be like 100 pages. And so I just really, really liked that book a lot. (laughs) And I still, I read it like once every two years go back to the series and read it over again but i really like those books yeah i know i feel like anytime dylan tries to read a new fantasy series he never likes it and always goes back to talking about aragon <laughs> i like the one that i just read yeah that one you did like i feel like people just don't put as much dedication into their writing as that book so 
it's not on the same level. I'm just a little sad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, there's nothing wrong with appreciating some good detail. So if you do have a good recommendation, also let yeah. me know. Yeah, <laughs> Dylan's looking. <laughs> so, and then for another book, this is the main one I really wanted to like link for you guys because I just finished reading it and whoa. <laughs> so it's called The Silent Patient. I know a lot of you have probably heard of it, but if you haven't read it or if you haven't heard of it, you need to once again on like the true crime spectrum it deals with like mental health it's very insane basically this woman is found in her home after shooting her husband in the face was it like five or six times and she just stopped speaking and then it follows her psychotherapist i believe is what he was called and how he treats her and tries to get her to talk and then you also get to read like her diary excerpts leading up to that night and what happened and all this backstory and the whole time you're like did she do it did she not do it okay maybe she did do it but maybe she had like these crazy reasons it's insane and again the plot twist I think I verbally gasped when I (laughs) read it I was like holy cow so insane really good and you will not believe the end and it's pretty quick read like you don't want to like stop turning the page like you just want to keep going so that one's the silent patient and i'll also have maybe like the aragon and where the crawdads sing linked as well yeah yeah so if you guys want to check those out just click the link below and you can buy it from there helps our podcast so we'd really appreciate it and if you just want to buy it on your own without using our link you can do that as well yeah do whatever you'd like but maybe just read them please yeah they're good books (laughs) But if you want to help us out, we will absolutely appreciate it. Yeah. But let us know what your favorite book is or book series. Yeah. Any recommendations? Yeah. We appreciate it. So yeah. anything else? Also, just while we were talking about, you know, looking at our links, looking into our descriptions and stuff, if you're on a podcast platform that lets you leave a review, we would really appreciate it if yeah. you maybe... Give us, you know, your ratings. I know Spotify does it now. I've seen that. And yeah, I've heard about that. Yeah, I saw a podcast have stars on Spotify. So I'm like, okay, maybe that's how you do it. And then I know Apple does. So if you wouldn't mind, please. <laughs> Five stars only. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Give us what you um, really believe in. But, you know, also maybe tell us why. Feel free to let us know what you think. If you have any ideas things you want us to incorporate, change, anything. Yeah. We just really want your feedback because you guys are part of this podcast too, just as much as we are. Mm-hmm. So we want to shape true time into something we all love and want to listen to. Yeah. Yeah. And if you guys want to follow our uh, pages, so true time page so that you can see photos of the, uh, not always murders, but incidents or cases. Yeah, just Sorry, the pictures just the related cases. to the cases. Yeah, so if you want to see photos for the cases, you can go to at True Time Podcast, and that's on Facebook and Instagram, and also TikTok. And if you want to follow our personal life, you can follow at Avery E. Hamill, and that's on Instagram and TikTok. So 
That's it. See ya. And also, just another side note, if you ever don't have access to like an app or something, like if you're listening at work, we also have our own personal domain now that takes you straight to our website. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just something cool yeah, that we've done. Yeah, you can listen done. on our own website. So, so it's truetimepod.com. Yeah, so you can go to our website, listen on there. It also has links for every single platform that we're on. Yeah. Like, so mm-hmm. check out that as just well. Just so. however you like listening. We'll yeah. have it ready for you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. I hope you have an awesome and super safe week. Yeah. Goodbye, everyone. Bye.